0: Welcome to Take note. This is our podcast about carrying a notebook around in your pocket, paying attention to what's going on around you, and if everything's going all right, writing down those interesting things that you see in your notebook, and then you talk about them on a podcast with your friend Adam.
1: Hello, Adam. Hello, Ted. You only write them down if everything's going down all right. When things are not going all right, then... Then you write it on a postcard, and you send it to yourself. You seal it in an envelope, and you send it to yourself, and that's how you keep the copyright on your bad ideas, your bad <laughs> You thoughts. seal the
0: postcard in mm-hmm. an envelope. Yep. Okay. Got it. This good. is
1: just the type of writing advice, the type of composition advice that people come to the podcast for. Clear cut. When you're in a good mood, you write it in your notebook. When you're in a bad mood, you write it on a postcard. You seal the postcard in an envelope, and that's how you get Keep the copyright on your bad thoughts. Yep. How to to form
0: lasting habits by Adam (laughs) Webb. That's right. Uh, Well, stay tuned. We've got a great segment with Chris Jones of the Detroit Type Works on Etsy and Instagram. Uh, Lots of great conversation about typewriters and the typewriting life uh, and everything uh, therein entailed. Um, Before that, Uh, we, every episode, we ask each other what we got, means what have you written down in your notebook lately. Adam, what do you got?
1: All right. I got two, I got two gots about, uh, old ladies. So, (laughs) uh, I wrote down here, lady behind me in line, uh, asks the cashier, can I ask you a question when you're done with this gentleman? Then she immediately asks her questions without (laughs) waiting for me to finish. (laughs) that happened to me what do you got ted
0: uh all right let's see the other day it was a beautiful sunday afternoon uh i left my my family behind and drove to trader joe's for some grocery shopping Uh, and on the way i kept my eyes and my ears peeled and these are a few things i saw and heard at a stoplight across from me a woman in the passenger seat of a Sensible sedan turned around and kissed her dog right on the mouth. Uh, At the next stoplight, to my right, I heard a sweeping sound. Looked over. It was a man cleaning up his driveway of leaves and whatnot. His garage door was open, revealing rows and rows of carousel horses in his garage. Wow. Um, Oh,
1: my goodness. Really? Oh, (laughs) that's weird.
0: At Trader Joe's uh the cashier next to mine not my cashier but the adjacent one rang his little sea shanty bell and uh when the colleague arrived the the original cashier opened up the egg carton in his hand and said we have an escape attempt uh and finally in the parking lot of the trader joe's a youthful couple moseyed uh Mosied back to their little car with all of the time and energy in the world as they were getting in i could just make out their conversation young lady says to her fella poifick do you have your beef stick <laughs> and that was my
1: that was my journey to trader joe's what did you get at
0: trader joe's
1: i i know what you i can say one thing for certain that you did not get
0: what did I not get? I know. You did not
1: that. get blue cheese stuffed olives. No. You know why? No, I didn't. No. Seasonal item. Seasonal okay. item. Do you know Got which me. season the blue cheese stuffed olives are? Oh, summer? Uh, Christmas. Oh, I'm uh Christmas. I'm so <laughs> upset about this that I worry I may have already mentioned it on the show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh i'm i'm worried that you may have mentioned it and i just didn't i didn't keep i didn't maintain that
1: information what do you got adam all right well listen i don't have a beef with old ladies but they seem to have a beef with me lately so today <laughs> uh is, is uh, one old lady one grandmotherly aged lady says to another grandmotherly aged lady she goes all these guys just pull out their phones And she said this after I pulled out my phone because they (laughs) couldn't, they were about to walk three miles to the road that they insisted was just uh, two blocks away. (laughs) And they asked me, they said, is that where Rand Road is? And I was like, no, no, no. And they're like, oh, it's the next light. I was like, no, I don't think so. I think it's like three miles away. So I checked and it was three miles away. So they knew that they had to get into their car and I gave them directions and told them which road they need to get to so they can get to Rand Road. And, you know, in the middle of all this, one of them goes, all these guys just pull out their phones. But you had pulled out your phone
0: in order to basically save their lives. Yes. Yes.
1: Thank you. Shocking. All right. So, all right. This is... Anyway. What do you got? And is it about old ladies? (laughs) Uh,
0: Indirectly, perhaps. Great. Um, (laughs) So, this is a... I've got a pink index card in my hand. This is a... Oh, the old lady item. of
1: index cards.
0: This is, a, this is a news item prepared by my life partner, Caroline, who shared this with me. And I said, write that up for me so that I can present it as if I'm a, a BBC World Service presenter. And she did so. Uh, i quoting now. Over 3,000 companies have withdrawn from Russia, but some remain. This is, uh, this is the work of the Yale School of Management uh, they provided a list of companies that have curtailed Russian options, uh, curtailed Russian operations, and Caroline highlighted one of those: the International Cat Federation, now <laughs> bans Russian cats from competition. I've got a note here; nothing mentioned about Russian dogs. So, in fact, one could probably infer that it, uh, that does also have to do with old ladies. That's right. But. Uh, <laughs> The International Cat Federation.
1: I would love a list of the companies that have made a point of not leaving Russia. <laughs> like, I mean, I know that Pepsi and Coca-Cola are right now, but like, what about RC Cola? Where's RC? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a diet right?
0: Yet <laughs> not here, pal. Uh, all right, stay tuned for our conversation with Chris jones it's a good one and in the meantime take care
1: all right we are here with chris jones of detroit typeworks which is an etsy store specializing in typewriters and we're going to talk about uh, why you got into selling typewriters and i All of a sudden, I'm in, like, a typewriter... um, It's a typewriter renaissance for me, and I'm loving typewriters. My whole family's... Yeah, there's a typewriter frenzy in my house. So we thought we would talk with you about your store and about typewriters. Ted, you want to uh, take it away? Well, before you get into typewriters, um,
0: I still think about Graphite Confidential, and I was glad to see that it's still live on the Internet. So I want... Just before we get into tippy-tappy-typey uh, tippy, things, what, 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 how, what's the legacy of Graphite Confidential for you? And if people don't know what that is, go to graphiteconfidential.com. It's an amazing blog, more like website of uh, the history of individual pencils. It's amazing. So w- what has that meant for you over time? Um what do you how do you feel about that era the graphite confidential era
2: Well I'm I'm glad you remember that Um that is, we started that back Jessica and I started that back in 2016 because we started getting just massive amounts of uh vintage old advertising pencils from CW pencils and we were like you know what are these crazy businesses and so we would just google them and be like oh my god so there's you know a lot of chicken feed places a lot of feeding seeds we got one from a baptist church no sorry a methodist church in kansas that has been serving chicken and dumplings at the state fair for at the time like 60 years and so we're just like there's got to be stories behind all these and so like we had these little you know nuggets of history that had survived you know decades and ended up in a vending machine in a new york pencil shop so we thought it'd be fun to tell some of the more interesting stories
0: it's become it's just a an unbelievable body of uh work and I, i just i love the pencil as a jumping off point for storytelling It's the perfect blend of analog, you know, you think of an old advertising pencil. Well, it's cool, but what do you do with it? Well, you guys, you guys went big with what you do with that. I love it to this day. I think about it regularly.
2: Oh, well, thank you. We are trying to, well, we paused it when, you know, there was tiny humans involved or a a tiny human and, you know, free time went out the window and we are hoping to get back to it uh, sometime this fall.
0: That's good to hear.
2: Break, well, Breaking news.
0: Graphic that's content. Yeah, yes. I, lo- I love it. We're breaking it on the podcast. Uh, well, now you're into tippy-typey, clittery-clattery metal things. Yes. Um, well, tell me about that transition. Tell me about the journey <laughs> where you started on the typewriter road and how it's gotten to be where you are now.
2: Well, Jess had used typewriters growing up more than I had. Um, and... I learned how to type on a typewriter before I got a computer, and I had kind of looked at them in recent years as like just, oh, cute novelty items, and then we had one as a prop at our wedding, and then we went on our honeymoon to San Francisco, and so we went to California Typewriter when that was still open, after we had seen the, the documentary California Typewriter, which I highly recommend. And you know we saw that they had like Hermes three thousands and just all these beautiful machines, and I became obsessed with a with the Laterra twenty two, which Adam, you are a fan, and
1: yeah, I wonder if I've got a twenty two. I think I might have a thirty two. Is that a thing? Is a thirty two a thing?
2: It is a thing. We just thirty two is away. what I've got. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, yes, those are those are also good machines. Um. And so I got this little Latera 22 and, you know, it was just, you know, cute and fun and tiny. And so we had our individual typewriters and then we had like, you know, couples typewriters. And when we started going to garage sales here in the Detroit area, um, and I saw that one, What somebody had a typewriter and I was like, Oh, I really want to buy that. And, you know, of course they, well, what are you going to use that for? And I'm like, we can sell it. <laughs> and, um, so we started looking into it a little bit and it was like, oh, okay, this would be fun. Let's try this. And then we were like, okay, we're actually going to do it. And we, we launched on Black Friday and, just had, you know, a few typewriters up. We thought we didn't do any like big advertising, no Instagram push, no nothing. We we're just like, let's just put this up and see what happens. Overnight, we sold our first typewriter. I was like, huh. um, we sold one. So now we actually have to ship it. <laughs> and let me tell you, shipping typewriters carefully. So they arrive in one piece is a whole thing. It's, it's not for the faint of heart. Let me tell you that.
1: Well, what do you, and, I mean, what could, do, do things go wrong? Or did you have it under control from the start?
2: We had it under control from the start because there's just like there's the erasable group and, you know, various stationary groups. There are several rabid typewriter (laughs) groups on Facebook. And, you know, they have a lot of really good information sharing. And so we had it. We knew how to pack it, but it's just not for the faint of heart. There's a lot of bubble wrap involved. A lot of cutting down boxes to make them just the right size, so they're not too big. Um, and Jessica is our expert packer uh, for for all the shipping, and she is the one who came up with the name Detroit Typeworks. Um
0: Fantastic name! Yes, she evocative. Um,
2: all credit to Jess. She's she's really good at naming things. Um,
0: well, so how how did how, what is what's the typewriter mindset i mean i i envision uh various solvents and unguents and uh maybe a blowtorch (laughs) and some cool gloves how do you how do you how do you become a typewriter person
2: a lot of wes anderson films Um, (laughs) there are we've had a lot of people for Christmas, we had a lot of people buying them for uh, their teenage kids who wanted them for some reason or another. Huh. That's great. Yeah. So, we've had, yeah, we've, we've, we've had the whole gamut. We've had people looking for, you know, as young as 11 and, like, you know, the whole age range up to, you know, retirement age, etc. Um, And there was one woman who, and she left us a review on the shop, she bought a specific model and a specific color because it reminded her mother, her 70 plus year old mother who was uh, having some cognitive decline issues of one that she had had when she was growing up that her daughter had given away, so it was like the daughter's vision quest to replace this item wow. and so we were able to send that to them and that was that was a good story or a good a good uh transaction that's amazing
1: so when you went and you bought that first typewriter and you said you you'd buy it because you could sell it when you were asked what do you use your typewriter for do you have a typewriter that you use now for yourself or do you have a couple oh, in dear. the house and what do you use and what are your typewriters and what do you use them for
2: well our personal collection is between the two of us is about 12 right now
1: nice <laughs> <This is> fantastic <laughs>
2: Um, we we each have a Latera Twenty Two. Um, Jess has a Olympia Ultra Portable um, that we got from a shop in Portland. Um, we have a Hermes Three Thousand. We have a Hermes Rocket. Uh, we have a Olympia Script typewriter that has the handwriting type font.
1: Nice. Um,
2: you know we use them to type up. Like notes to pack with the typewriters for the shop and you know just to like send fun mail to friends and family and people who don't expect it it's like who takes the time to typewrite or use a typewriter right um we do (laughs) (laughs) and Joni enjoys the the clickety clack sounds and the bell that dings and so it's uh we're starting our young
1: nice uh, So I've got a Hermes 3002. I like that one. That one's got like a smaller typeface um, yes. than the Latera 32 that I've got. Now, I want you to be, be straight with me. Is the 32 like a – does that pale in comparison to the 22? <laughs> Do I really want the 22 even though I've got the
2: 32? No, the 22s are just smaller, but, I mean, the the Olivetti Latera machines are all good quality. Yeah. You the smaller ones
1: are nice, though. I mean, I we've noticed. So, I've mentioned on the show a couple times now that I I got a bunch of typewriters about twenty years ago. The first one, uh, college graduation gift from my wife, and then it was all fuzzy to me uh, how the remainder uh, like arrived. And in my in my memory, I thought I was the one collecting them, but I think it was probably my wife just really liked the way they look and was mm-hmm. kind of buying them for me, like as an oh Adam likes it, so we'll you know. But and now we've we've. Got, uh, we've got more, and I don't know. I think it must have. It must have sparked around the same time that like, your business started, and maybe it was. I don't know if I don't know. I'm not sure exactly where, it started, but we've got them all around the house now, and our kids love them and love to type on them too, and it's a, a very, it's uh it's an odd thing. It is not what I thought. It it is not in line with my what I expected my kids to really like, but there's something about the tactile part of it. They really, really enjoy and everybody's typing on a typewriter now, but I did notice that the smaller ones. sorry, I like, I took a little side turn there, but uh, we did notice that the smaller ones, I think the Slatera or maybe it's the Hermes, but the ones that are smaller than the ones that I had years ago are, they just kind of, um, they're almost, they're a little nicer to write with. I don't
2: know. They they fit the hand better or something like that. Yeah, since they're since the keyboards are a lower profile, um, like I I personally like the smaller ultra portable ones because I've been typing on a laptop for twenty plus years and so yep. I'm used to that shorter, lower keyboard than like some typewriters that have like the elevated keyboard or like the the angled keyboard.
0: Well, do you have you found that there's a, you know, a a continuum of analog tools? I mean, you know, into pencils, and notebooks, and you know, wh- how do you find that like typewriters kind of fit into that continuum? We talked about writing letters, but uh, what, the the ecosystem of analog tools in your home must be diverse and impressive.
2: Oh yeah, we still have our. Ton, way too many pencils and our way too many notebooks and now we have an inordinate a number of typewriters uh <laughs> you know a couple turntables and lots of records and um there's just something I mean, more satisfying about yeah like a physical thing because a uh you know like if you or if your phone dies or, you know, you can't get a good signal, then you can't listen to music. If you rely solely on, you know, uh, like Apple music or iTunes. Um, But, you know, there's always, you know, records and we started getting cassettes again. And I got to say that Joni is a huge culture club fan. (laughs) And will sing along at the top of her little lungs. And it's, I need to get some of this on video because it's really amazing. On
0: on VHS recorded video, hopefully.
2: <laughs> Beta, Betamax.
0: <laughs> well, I think, I mean, we're we're all alluding to it, but like, I, I feel like I'm doing my kids a favor by putting these things in their path, you know, like just, I don't know, things you can have some kind of physical relationship with if it's records or, typewriter i don't have any i have a typewriter it doesn't work it's an old royal but kind of more in the antique realm than something usable but um
1: ted did yours ever work? i don't know like, i always just 20 years ago when i was sending you typewriting typewritten things were you was yours working then you think
0: it's possible yeah i mean i I, I sort of slowed down over the years and i haven't maintained it uh, so chris how, wh- what are what's the secret to keeping your typewriter in good working order over a long period of time?
2: Really just using it. Um, Cause if it has sticky keys, that's not because it needs to be oiled, which is, you know, a problem because if you keep putting too much typewriter oil or any kind of oil on anything, uh, it'll just get gummy like with like dust and debris, um, but just using it, um, just keeping it. Uh, I mean, not like, I'm not talking about, like, writing, like, a, a Dostoevsky-length novel every day, but, you know, just, um, you know, typing up the grocery list or, you know, a to-do list or a scavenger hunt for the kids or, you know, anything like that just to kind of keep the keys moving.
1: Scavenger hunt. Find three typewriters and one cassette player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so but are there things? I assume that there are things that you need to fix on the typewriters before you sell them or clean them up. So, what are what are the most common things that you've learned that you have to fix? And is there something really complex that you learned how to fix?
2: Yes, and Jess, uh, Jess is the one who handles a lot of the the re- the repairs and like just checking the machines out before we we ship them and sell them. Um, And a lot of times someone will say like, Oh, something like it doesn't work or the, the keys don't press all the way to the, don't press all the way. And that's just because somebody had the carriage lock on and they didn't look up or like Google how to, you know, what the, what the symptoms of the problem were. And it's like, yeah, flip a switch and everything works like a charm. Right. Um, (laughs) And like, I was just telling Ted that, you know, uh, the keys are sticky, that, doesn't mean they need to be oiled it just means they need to be used and kind of like get the uh you know prime the pump and it'll start you know it'll work beautifully
1: is there a typewriter that doesn't get the hype is there like an under the radar typewriter that listeners should look for or hunt down or you know buy from detroit typeworks
2: well buy everything we sell um first of all um One thing that we have found interesting and that we just discovered after we started doing this is a lot of typewriters that uh, are labeled Sears or Montgomery Ward or Venture or Zayer even, if you remember that store, um, are actually brother typewriters and royal typewriters and Smith-Corona typewriters, you know, the same models that... uh, you know are more expensive with that brand name on it but it's wow. the same exact model and same typewriter there's... that is some
0: insider information <laughs> i love that
1: like for like trader joe's or target private label you got like the two buck chuck of typewriters
2: pretty much uh yeah, that's so it's the same it's the same quality and the same thing and surprisingly there's a lot of people like mm, older gen x i would say uh who are who have bought stuff from us that specifically look for those Montgomery Ward and Sears and uh branded typewriters because they're the good thing and they have like a nostalgia cuz you know grandma or grandpa or an uncle or somebody had this Montgomery Ward typewriter and it's like and now they found the same thing for you know a reasonable price um
0: that's why as a as a very young Gen Xer I look down upon the older Gen Xers <laughs> that among many reasons thinking back to graphite confidential and the history behind these objects i mean is that something that uh that has captured your imagination in the realm of typewriters as well i mean i think i i, I got caught up in the olivetti story recently um and you know this italian suburb where the the olivetti company built their own factory but they you know it was done to the the modernist nines and they had kind of a utopian vision of their company it was totally fascinating is that have you all gone down those those little highways and byways as a part of this process
2: a little bit but not too much yet um
0: but we'd, have we checked to see if typewriterconfidential.com is available? <laughs> yeah, that's my next question.
2: We have not, but I will check that right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm ready. You, I'm ready for it.
1: You have been, um, you have been naming your typewriters though, which sort of uh, it it's it reminds me in a way of what you were doing with graphite confidential, but instead of um, you know researching the story of a particular pencil the twist is that you're kind of like creating a, a story or a character to go along with the typewriter. Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
2: Yes. Uh, once again, that is all, all credit to Jess. Um, we named the typewriter. Uh, after. What
0: exactly are you bringing
1: to the <laughs> table? Here, <Chris?
2: laughs> uh, the, the tech support, the customer service, the type, oh, type, all right, type typewriter acquisition. Uh,
0: okay. All right, fair. Fair enough.
2: Fair enough. Carry on. The the smiling face. Uh,
1: so <laughs> the names. No.
2: Yes. Uh, she, we name them after the people that we get them from. Oh, um, well, that's great. And yeah, we 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 name them We name them after the people we get them from, and then like the backstory, we just kind of like imagine, you know, something Wes Anderson ish um, as to. You know what would this person be doing? And damn you, Ted! Typewriterconfidential dot com is available. Uh,
0: well, you got you got about a week until this thing drops <laughs> and the floodgates open and the the Russian opportunists. This interview opportunists just costs you flooded. thirty dollars a year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Oh, the the shop name. I will say it now in case people don't make it to the end of the episode. Uh, is DetroitTypeWorks.com and our Instagram is DetroitTypeWorks. And that will take you to the URL will take you to our, our Etsy store where we are, uh, we try and keep as much stuff as we can in stock, but these people keep buying them. So we gotta, we'll get some more going up there.
1: You were telling I, us that you've I sold. strongly recommend,
0: strongly recommend following you on Instagram for some beautiful images of typewriters that will, it will melt your willpower with every post
2: it's true um, just for example like uh, on our on our on our shop the Hermes rocket that we have currently listed um, that one the backstory with that one is we named it Daniel because we got it from a guy named Daniel in Kansas and so we just kind of like imagined what would somebody approximately the age of the person we bought it from what would they have been doing with this typewriter for the last 20 30 40 years and you know then we you know just writes up the backstory and uh you know people like it that's one of the thing that's in a lot of the in several of the reviews is that people enjoy the backstory and that it's not just a you know like make model serial number price you know there's it's more personable
1: i was just reading some article about how everyone selling products needs to start selling
2: experiences
1: um that's like the way of the future yes yeah.
2: the, the next we're trying to figure out how to do something with like make an nft typewriter even though i don't know what an <laughs> nft is as soon as i figure it out we're gonna have an nft typewriter
1: so is there um i guess it has there been a uh, like a very thrilling hunt for a typewriter you've tried to get, or is the hunt kind of exhausting? And then uh, a third question, I guess, since you do the acquisition, but Jessica has to fix these things. Uh, are you getting in trouble for buying bad typewriters on occasion?
2: No, like, uh, and she, uh, I should say, Jessica is really good at finding them on Facebook Marketplace. Um, so we get a lot local and we do find some online with different online auctions, uh, goodwill and high bid and different things. Um, we can we're we're at the point now where it's like if it's something online and we can kinda look at it and see like how dirty is it, how gunked up are the keys and you know, is there cat hair visible? Um <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And so we can kinda try and hedge our bets and and do as you know buy as uh, clean a machine as we can um sorry what was the second question second part of the question
1: uh just you know the the hunt is it is there like a particular a particular typewriter you hunted down that was really thrilling or is it just generally kind of exhausting and i I don't know how do you how do you feel about hunting them down
2: they're just like with uh any sort of like specific uh Specialty stationary items like there's always the thrill of the hunt. Like, uh, I saw a it went for way too much on the auction, uh, more than I was willing to put out. Um, it was a Sears branded laterra 22, and it was, I think, I believe the name is a Sears Commander, but I saw it and I was like. That's it. Never going to see one of those again. But it went for something ridiculous and like over $200. And I, that was just way too rich for my blood. Um, but there's been some where we saw it and like, oh, it just, we bought it on a whim and it turned out to be like a cursive machine or a cubic machine, which are is more of like a, an old school, uh, like 1980s computer type or computer font type
0: and you also some paper right what's the what's the typewriter paper scene
2: all about people love vintage typewriting paper because it's thinner than your standard uh, like laser printer paper and they love the onion skin paper and again I think it's just because of nostalgia they remember from when they were a kid or from you know, I remember using onion skin paper to write letters in first grade to an international pen pal. I have no idea what I said. Um, probably like, I like chocolate. Do you have chocolate in in, in your country too? You know, something silly <laughs> like that. But
1: that's not silly. That's I like lo- <laughs> I love it. <laughs> 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 Every pen pal message ever written. I love it. <laughs>
2: Like, I was five years old. What do you expect?
1: That's right. What else would anyone write? <laughs> I like chocolate. Do you like chocolate, too? That's fantastic. I know what I'm going to say to my children in the morning. Got good typewriters over there? <laughs> you got any good typewriters over there. <laughs> well, um, is there anything that you, uh, that you recommend that our listeners, um, in, in addition to buying everything uh, at Detroit Typeworks, hmm. is there anything in particular that... Uh, you, you suggest they come look for in addition to the onion skin paper what what yeah, would a take all... note listener like
2: well we 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 do have uh some vintage 1970 telegram paper for sale for i believe five dollars a sheet and we will add a message because we have an all caps typewriter we will add a personal telegram message for you to send to someone ah, um we have love it vintage airmail letter kits that have a couple sheets of onion skin paper and a vintage airmail envelope. Um, Nice. We've sold a few of those. Uh, We have some ephemera. Um, We have a 1950s, I believe, typewriter applied business typing. There you go. Um, But, uh, yeah, I think people buy buy those kind of items because it's it reminds them of uh you know their own childhood or you know a relative or somebody who had that those things and there's just been a sudden like uh or maybe not so sudden but there's been a pretty big you know push for nostalgia uh with you know vinyl making a comeback and now cassettes and uh Probably wax cylinders in, a, in a, <laughs> another year Vacuum or so. tubes. Yes, yeah, vacuum yeah. tubes.
0: Amazing. Well, you guys' passion and enthusiasm and good taste and creativity comes through in everything that you touch. So it's been really fun to watch, and I'm going to go scour the site and uh, watch out for an Olivetti in the near future. So. Really appreciate you coming on, Chris. Yeah, and thanks sharing, for having me. Appreciate it. Sharing your approach and your work. And uh, it's good times. Everyone should head over to Instagram. That's a great place to start, I feel like, Detroit Type Works. And give a follow and, and buy some
2: cool stuff. Yeah, again, uh, the, the shop is DetroitTypeWorks.com. And Instagram is DetroitTypeWorks.
0: Awesome. All right, Chris. Our best to your family. Thank you. Our best to yours. And we'll talk soon. Thanks.
2: Thank you. Bye, buddy. Bye, guys. Bye. It'd be great if I could think of words for this audio medium.